0: Welcome to the 301 Podcast, the interview podcast for the hottest, up and coming entrepreneurs, artists, and creators. Real, authentic, and inspiring.
1: And here is your host, Marcus Engel. Let's get it started in 301. Welcome back to the 301 Podcast. In today's episode, we talk to a real spice girl, a wine spice girl. And her name is India Nunesi. India is the founder of Wine Spice Girl. With her new platform she wants to disrupt the sometimes boring wine industry but she also wants to entertain and educate wine lovers or the ones who want to get started. Throughout this conversation it became very clear why India has founded so many companies already. For her entrepreneurship is just a thing that you do. We also find out why it is very dangerous for India to get bored. You have an episode full of many laughs, good advice and tips how to become a wine expert ahead of you. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode. In three, oh, one. Welcome to the Three Oh One podcast. Thank I'm, you. I'm very, very pleased that you're here. It's the first time actually that uh, we have we have an adventure in the culinary world and the world of wine and crepes. Okay. So I'm very, very happy that you're here. Yeah. But before we get into it, maybe I give you shortly the chance to introduce yourself, who you are, and what you do.
0: Okay. Um, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I think it's a very interesting uh, way to uh, be able to introduce myself. So, um, yeah, you said it already, Wine Spice Girl. Um, so I'm into wine a lot. Uh, my name is India Donisi, um, and I uh, started this platform for uh, wine lovers that I, I say that don't take themselves so seriously, because that was the reason it was born. Um Like I I love wine, but I used to encounter a lot of maybe snobby, snobbism, snobbery people, um, very elite. Mm. um, And I just I got a bit frustrated because I think wine should be. Uh, for everyone, for uh, young people, old people, uh, rich people, poor people, it really doesn't matter. So um, yeah, that's when I decided to do something about it and to try and put wine out there in a more um, funny, sparkling, bubbly way. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why I called it Wine Spice Girl. And um, yeah, that's my mission. <laughs> yes.
1: And um, I'm only following you since uh, uh, a little while on, on social media. And uh-huh. I think uh, one thing that is really like um, getting quite clear that you are like very outgoing, like you're, you don't take yourself too seriously, as uh-huh. as, as, yeah. as you said it. Is yeah. that the real India that we see there? Or uh, is it uh, sometimes also a little bit a social media face that you have?
0: I think it's um, maybe, um, uh, how do you say it in English? A car- Caricature?
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: so um, uh, it's a bit it's definitely a part of, of who I am I've always been like this like as a child I was the one on the table performing uh, stuff I always uh, wrote uh, musical shows theater shows um, I like to be in photos I like to dance and sing and everything but obviously I have a also a serious normal side where I, I'm not like that every day mm-hmm. um, uh, or maybe I'm like that every now and then spread over the day when it comes naturally so what you see there is is like it's a bit of a show it's the the big india show um but it's 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 not fake let's say it's really i really that's who i am
1: Mm. and you said already like when you grew up like as a child you were like really really outgoing as well um you grew up in italy right
0: no i was born in italy but i uh grew up in the netherlands yeah so uh I grew up near Amsterdam in Hoofddorp. Okay, nice. Yeah, it's very boring. <laughs> <laughs> a very boring place. Yeah.
1: And and where were you born in, in Italy?
0: Uh, in the in the south, so in Campania, mm. uh, near to Naples. Okay, nice. Yeah. So mm. it was a
1: very good place for uh, <laughs> for, for winery. wine. It's yeah. absolutely <laughs> a good place for wine. It's also again maybe the destiny that you yes, talked yes. about it, right?
0: Yes, I think it's destiny also because uh, my last name is Donisi, mm-hmm. um, and if you know the like the the Greek uh, mythology. You have um, uh, Bacchus. That was the uh, like the Roman god of wine. And the Greek god of wine is called Dionysus. Mm-hmm. So my last name uh, is derived from uh, from Dionysus. Uh, so I, I'm sure I had to be doing something with wine. And yeah, so so he's the god of wine, uh, theater, music, dance, uh, parties. So uh, he's quite outgoing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. it's funny. And before we go into Wine Spice Girl and uh-huh. how you founded it, maybe let's back up a couple of years and um, focus more on like you... Uh, lived here in the Netherlands, you graduated and then you started studying psychology. That's um, true. That's true right? I know a lot How of things. Do you <laughs> know that. Oh <laughs> my <know>. God, you <laughs> stalked <laughs> me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. And nowadays uh-huh. it's nice, you find out everything. Yeah. Um, oh, that's true. But this was something that you didn't uh, pursue at all. No. Can you maybe like, give us some insights why, why that was like this?
0: That I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, first of all, um, it was just. The choice was based on the fact that I would love to uh, work with people. I really like to uh, help people, speak to them, and maybe give them advice and on how to grow. Or um, yeah, just really help the people. And then the study was more about uh, brain and um, uh, all kinds of. Um, I don't even know the words, you know, like uh, neurotransmitters Mm. and stuff like that. So it was quite technical. And I, I just, I think also I was too young. I was 17 when I went to university. I couldn't really see the big picture that maybe after all the neurotransmitters, we would actually get to the part where you can help people. So it was too boring for me.
1: And then you started Italian language. Yes, language Was was, was that reconnecting with your childhood a little bit? Or why did you choose to study languages? Because it was a complete different field.
0: Yeah, I think because I always wanted to study um, a language. Because I really liked it also. Um, And I think choosing psychology was more... um, Yeah, the choice that I thought I had to make. But then when that didn't work out, I was like, you know what, I'll just... I actually started it as a second study while I was still doing psychology. I started also on another university doing Italian language and culture, Mm -hmm. Uh, but then I I liked it much more it was much more outgoing and um, yeah the people were nicer it was a small group of people while psychology were 200-300 students in one room and this was just with 15 people so it was much nicer and uh, yeah of course I also wanted to to learn to speak better Italian um, because when I grew up I, I never went to school or anything I just knew how to speak but I didn't know the the grammar or the writing correctly so yeah I think that was the reason
1: yeah and the last uh, academic step was then the master's in uh, as as an editor I think yes and uh, why did you like choose again like another career path
0: um well the choice was actually at the moment quite simple because um with your bachelor italian culture and language uh, in the netherlands i saw that the only option i had without doing a pre-master was either the master italian language and culture which i thought wasn't gonna bring me much um like career wi- wise mm-hmm. so i uh, looked what i could do and there was uh, this study that was um, to become a book editor Mm -hmm. uh, because it was a part of uh, journalism You didn't have to do a pre-master, they just wanted you to do some uh, uh, motivation. Uh, um, I had to do like a test, I had to do a couple of steps. And uh, it was actually, uh, they only took 25 people out of I don't know how many. Uh, But I was like, you know what, I've always loved reading so much. I like to write, I like uh, language and so I'll just give it a shot. And then uh, I got accepted, so that was... Yeah, that was actually the reason I didn't want to do a pre-master. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a bit out of laziness. <laughs> <laughs> but it worked yeah, out well in the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did work out well. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And um, pretty early in an interview, 2014, mm-hmm. you said, um, I don't like to have an office job. I would like to have my freedom in my own company. Yes. And I think only a couple of months later, you had your first entrepreneurial venture with Talia. Uh, yes, true. So how how was that? How was your first uh, experience as like uh, starting up a, an own business?
0: It was um, different than I expected, but I just came out of uh, out of university. I really didn't know what to do, so then I started. This was a, just a freelancing job out of my own house, uh, translating, writing, and. Um, Um, uh, editing text so it was nice but it was also a bit boring because in the end I didn't want to be in an office the whole time but I also um, didn't want to sit at home the whole day behind my computer so Mm. I learned from it and it was nice but I yeah I thought it was a bit boring actually yeah, the word "boring" comes uh, comes, comes by <laughs> a lot. Can you <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah, you I really, <laughs> I get bored really easily. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I surprise myself. I'm like, okay, boring. That's like the red, the uh, red line. Yeah. yeah, the red line in my uh, in my history. Okay. And
1: yeah. when you get bored, mm-hmm. do you feel immediately the urge to change something?
0: Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think as soon as I'm bored, I'm looking already for the next thing to do uh and mostly it works out fine actually because mm. then what you said about destiny when i start thinking of something that i really want then usually um yeah you're you're a bit uh, drawn in the right direction mm. or something comes along you're like oh hey that's a nice uh new thing to do
1: and your second entrepreneurial venture this was for me like very interesting because yeah. i think so far it makes uh, quite a lot of sense also yeah. for the listeners like yeah. the, the the red line maybe yeah And then you started your own restaurant. Yes. (laughs) So how did that come about?
0: Uh, Well, that came about that I was just uh, in my house doing a lot of um, translations and writing and I was bored. And then um, I've always wanted my own restaurant until I had one, (laughs) but uh, that's the next uh, um, step. So I was bored. I wanted to do something fun. I was like, let's start a restaurant. And so then I started a restaurant with my father and my mother Mm -hmm. uh, in Harlem. Um, And we started an an Italian restaurant with a wood fired oven and uh, wood oven pizzas. So um, it was really, really fun because it's a whole new thing that just came out of the out of nowhere, mm. and we really had to invent everything so that was that was quite uh, quite cool um, and I think the reason to start it was that I just wanted I wanted to work for myself, but i didn't want to work behind a computer uh, and I also didn't really know what it was that I did want to do at that mm. time so it it seemed like a very um yeah, natural thing to do at the time.
1: And the Italian restaurant was obvious yeah. choice. Yes, <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. So at least the Italian part comes back every time.
1: <laughs> and what was uh, the, your next step then after you, I think you had like for three or four years, you had your the restaurant?
0: Yeah, we had the restaurant for around four years. And I think halfway, um, I started to um, study wine. Uh, I've I've already I already studied wine um, when I was I think twenty or something. I did my first wine course, uh, then I did a second one at a certain point, and then I started to do um, in two thousand sixteen. It's called uh, yeah in Dutch. It's called mm-hmm. Uh It's like a sort of yeah like a diploma course uh, kind of wine education. It's really a, a whole year. Um, of going to school uh, having tasting groups doing four exams so it's it's quite a yeah it's quite a study uh, but I had the time because uh, we had the restaurant and um, I could find the time to to do that on the side so I didn't know um, that I wanted to work more with wine and uh, when I finished my studies I I still didn't know what I wanted to do with wine so mm-hmm. that's yeah that took some time figuring out.
1: And from your first two entrepreneurial um, adventures, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. what, what uh, took you the longest to unlearn?
0: To unlearn. Yeah.
1: Because for example, maybe to put it in a context, for mm-hmm. me, uh, I like to be in control of a lot of things. So I like to plan ahead. But entrepreneurship is a lot of times improvising and mm-hmm. uh, fake it till you make it mentality. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it for you to
0: that's a hard question um yeah I I think maybe um also learning how to I don't yeah I'm not sure if it's yeah maybe unlearn an impatient part of myself so uh, what I said also before is if I don't like something, then I get bored. Uh, I'm, I instantly look for something else to do. While, well, for example, the four years that I had the restaurant, many times I couldn't go to maybe um, a holiday that I wanted to, yeah. or I couldn't do um, stuff that maybe I wanted at the time. Um, but it's also choices you make if you're if you have your own restaurant you have to be there um, and if you uh, start a career or you start uh, your own business whatever business uh, you have to follow through and it's not like when you you don't feel like it or you're bored that you can just uh, throw it aside and and go do something else you yeah. know so maybe maybe I don't know if that is an answer to your of, question, of but course. more or less,
1: I <laughs> yeah, think. Yeah. And after you um, were in the business for a couple of years, mm-hmm. how did you steer away from like being a restaurant owner and then starting your, yeah, more like your your business in the in the digital world, uh, starting Instagram accounts, uh, your own personal travel and maybe a more lifestyle account, mm-hmm. and then later wine spice girl. So how did that start?
0: Um, well, it actually started out of nothing because um, when I decided to quit the restaurant, I didn't have a plan. So I, I, I quit uh, the restaurant. Um, I just went home and I I've I started to travel a lot because I uh, the four years I had the restaurant I couldn't go on holiday that much and I really like to go on holiday I really like to travel so I think that was 2018 I traveled just really a lot every month I went somewhere else I didn't do a big world trip but I did go you know like every weekend to maybe a city trip uh, um, so I tried to travel and during the traveling um I started to make more photos, um, more pictures. And also my mom, um, she makes uh, my photos. So um, we also went on holiday together. For example, uh, she's from Suriname. And we traveled in 2018. We traveled, I think, three or four weeks to Suriname together. and that's really where we started to make a lot of pictures, and I started to share them on Instagram. And then slowly, I started to grow my own my personal account. And I was a bit looking for like my 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 niche or my you know I didn't know what to what to post, but then it was more about travel. So um, yeah, it became more and more. And 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 posting on Instagram, I started also to really study it more, uh, what's behind it. I, I looked into like marketing in general, how to, how to build the brand, how to make a brand out of yourself. So it was really a long, um, uh, process actually of me discovering more or less how it worked and not really being also, um, sure of what my message was, you know, cause I, I mean, yeah, the traveling was fun and the photos were fun, but there was no deeper layer or there was no, uh, it was a bit shallow. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Was it hard for you to put yourself out at first? Uh,
0: In the beginning, I think, yes. Uh, Yes. Uh, Yeah, I think it was hard because um, it's not that I didn't do it. I did do it, but still, you know... you don't want people to think you're one of those stupid uh, people that just make pictures the whole day. Yeah. Like I mean, that's what people think anyway. But I mean, in the beginning, you have to get used to just the fact that you're going to get criticized or maybe get people that don't like you. Or um, yeah, so it's it's definitely something to get used to.
1: And and how did you maybe cope with, or how did you cope with with the negativity? Is there anything that You did specifically Mm. or?
0: No, I think, uh, to be honest, I never really encountered any negativity. So that's um, that's that's actually quite nice. (laughs) Um, So I think it was more uh, the the fear of of putting yourself out there. But when I did, um, I never really got any negativity. Uh, I think what made it easier is that it went super slowly. So, I didn't start from one day and the other <clears throat> to post multiple times a day uh, videos of me dancing like a crazy person. <laughs> it just started with yeah. me maybe sitting on a bench having a coffee, or it was more, uh, it, it went really slow. So, maybe it took over two years, I think, um, of me being on Instagram. Um, so, I slowly grew into, uh, into, yeah, into, your old in, then into then. my own skin, let's yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, I think this is like, for me, still the most remarkable step. So uh-huh. in 2020, in February, you yes. started Wine Spice Library and uh-huh. you already had yeah, a... Spice Girl. Uh, well, yeah. Wine Spice Girl. Uh-huh. And you had really a big following on um, social media already. Yeah. Um, a lot of people would probably not do it. A lot of people would probably pivot and use the account and just repurpose it. Yeah. But you started again from scratch. Yeah. Uh, can you maybe talk us through that, that process why you why yeah. did it?
0: Well, what happened is uh, I have my personal account uh, that, yeah, I turn it into a sort of travel blog and I, I posted pictures of me being in nice places, maybe in nice outfits, but it's not something that I feel represents who I am. Um, what I said, it feels a bit too shallow. Also, the followers I have there are not followers that are super engaged or it's just it's not hard to grow a following. It's hard to grow like an engaged following. So the following was there, but I never it never occurred to me to use that audience because first of all, they had nothing to do with wine. Um, and also I, I, I just wanted to use all the tactics that I learned in the, the years before and do it right from the start, from the beginning. I think it took less time I think if I did it the other way around, probably I would still, it wouldn't have worked yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah because it's remarkable. I think uh, I have not seen it many times that a brand grows from February to now to like 12, 13,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Me neither, such, to be honest. <laughs> in such a small time, I really, no. it's, uh, it's very remarkable. And how do you, maybe let's talk a little bit more about uh, Wine Spice Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Wine Spice Girl. <laughs> um, how... How did you start to have a little bit more the the feeling of, okay, I need to do something with wine? I mean, 2017, you already started yeah. with your first wine course, but where does that passion for wine come from?
0: Well, the passion for wine has always been there. Um, I think, I don't know where, when it started, but yeah, really as a young adult, I started already to be very interested in wine. I started to do my first wine courses when I was... 20 something uh, I did even like went to wine tastings I was very interested in wine also when I had the own, my own restaurant um I really enjoyed um uh, ch- choosing the wines for the restaurant um I, I, I did a lot with wine then I studied the study uh the uh, yeah the diploma course and when I finished um I knew I wanted to work in the wine world I just didn't know how or when and that's when when I started to travel Um, and when I came back around let's say beginning of 2019 I started to work as a sommelier in a restaurant in Amsterdam uh, because I still didn't want to work in an office also I had this gap uh, of like forever so I, I didn't know who was going to hire me in a, in a professional uh, let's say um, um, company so I thought you know I really enjoy uh, the restaurant life and I've had my own restaurant so now I want to focus more on wine so I started to work really uh, as a sommelier and from there um, um, yeah I just really went more and more into the wine world i started to go into wine tastings maybe every week um i um yeah i learned a lot working with wine I i started to know more people Uh, i also started to travel um, abroad for example i went to a big fair in dusseldorf the provine Uh, i went there uh, in 2019 um and then at a certain point um Yeah I think after going to Dusseldorf I started to think of starting my own blog. So I launched it in 2020 but I had the idea halfway to let's say March, April 2019 and that's when I started to really in my head um, think of how am I going to bring Wine Spice Girl alive. So it wasn't something that was launched in February like uh, there was a whole uh a whole process behind it Mm -hmm. yeah
1: and you said in your um, introduction briefly you want to change Mm -hmm. the the wine game you want to change the industry um maybe first of all why (laughs) (laughs) and then second of all how do you plan to to innovate it
0: um well the reason why is uh because every time I, I I went somewhere Um, I really got this idea that yeah the majority of the people that are in the wine world are first of all quite old Uh, I don't mean that in a negative sense but there's not much young people Um, there's a bit of uh, elite um, a bit of yeah it's a bit of snobby world sometimes where Uh if you don't know anything about wine people yeah you're not accepted or you you're they look at you like, what do you know? Or it's very much the more knowledge you have, the the, the, the more important you are. And of course, it's nice to, to have knowledge and study wine, but it's also a passionate product that a winemaker is making in the hope that people will like it and will drink it. And there's so much wine out there. Why not bring it to the people and why make f- people feel stupid if they don't know something, you know? Mm. You can also just teach them something in a nice way instead of being like, oh, you don't know that? Oh, you must be so stupid, you know? it's I, I, I just, I got really frustrated. So, um, yeah, when I was thinking of um, what my wine blog would be about, um, I didn't immediately find that first I was like, shall I do maybe about Italian wines or shall I do a blog about wine and food? But then I was like, it already exists. Everyone is doing it. It's not going to be any different. So I have to do something to stand out. Like I really have to be different. And that's when I thought, okay, well, I can spice it up in a way that I can make it more funny, more sexy, more... um, Uh, engaging um, to just make people um, passionate about wine Uh, so the the way I'm trying to be different and the way I'm trying to achieve that is by just making content that resonates with a lot of people that like wine Um, and not necessarily with one type of person I think it should just be I hope to to teach something. But educating is not my first. um,
1: The first goal. Maybe it's more the the entertainment part. It's more entertaining. It
0: it should be entertaining. But in a way that, that makes people more interested. In trying certain wines. Or just being open to wine in general. Or maybe someone doesn't know anything about wine. But if they would like to follow me. Then I think they would be entertained. And maybe they would. You know be interested in trying a different wine
1: mm. so maybe that's also a good follow up question so for someone who is not interested in wine right now mm-hmm. is just drinking it casually, mm-hmm. but would like to get because I think that's a lot of time the most difficult part when you have like a new hobby a new uh, passion, mm-hmm. how do you get started mm-hmm. What would you say like is it um, how how would you advise someone to to start to get a little bit more into the the wine industry
0: yeah i would I would say that just by um, trying different wines. I think that's the first step. If you always drink the same wine and you like it, try to to discover what it is that you like in that wine and try maybe to find wines that are similar. Also, maybe just by Googling, uh, if I like Sauvignon Blanc, what other wines will I like? And there's a whole world out there of people trying wines writing reviews maybe suggesting you some other wine you can try something other aromatic from another country um just by i think by tasting wines trying them maybe cooking something nice and having having different types of wines get together with friends or maybe start a wine do a wine course like a beginner's course or uh, watch youtube videos there's so much to see
1: and how do you make sure that you keep on innovating your your content? Like how do you approach the content? Maybe also on like the different channels?
0: Mm. Um, yeah, you mean the different channels as in uh, like TikTok? Uh, TikTok and Instagram, Instagram and you also have a
1: YouTube channel that's... So
0: yeah, yeah. Well, the YouTube is something I still want to um, do more but that's it's just it takes a lot of time <laughs> so i'm trying to focus on instagram then tiktok is more a side game um but yeah i just i i don't have a strategy for content creation i just it comes it comes to my head mm-hmm. i'm just walking on the street and then i'm like oh i should do this or that it really um, it really and I, of course I have different types of content so sometimes I do a funny video where I do a fu- something funny uh, another post is more um, educational maybe uh, discuss a wine uh, then I have maybe a post where it's just a spicy sexy picture so I try to um, yeah do, like uh, I'm not sure how to say it um rotate the content and when it's the time's coming for a funny video i'm like okay what funny video can i make and maybe i go even on tiktok and i look a bunch of videos to see if i hear a sound or a a music that brings something to mind and then i just yeah it it always just comes to me
1: yeah because i think this is one of the like a very interesting part if you're outside of maybe like also like a instagram Mm -hmm. or like a influencer bubble Mm -hmm. so like how how do you create like the content and also uh, if you have like uh, do you have like daily routines that you say like okay i wake up and uh, then the first thing is i do like a tiktok and then is that more like a blend or is it just uh,
0: i think many people do have the routine um, i think i could absolutely use a routine but i'm just not very um i'm i'm a bit also a bit chaotic so I, I I like to sleep in the morning so I sleep and then I wake up and then maybe I'm in my pajama drinking coffee and then maybe answering some DMs and Answering some emails and then maybe it's already twelve and then uh, I'm like oh shit I should make a video but I don't feel like dressing up so then I stay in my pajama bit longer and then maybe I write a blog post um, and then when I have to go to work because I still work a couple of evenings in the restaurant mm-hmm. then uh, maybe I, I get I I dress up and then um, I'm already dressed up to go to work and I make a, a, a video for example so I, I don't really have a routine. Uh, I think I should work on a routine because that would make me a lot more productive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But on the other hand, like the success is also on your side, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So I'm also, I I just really go with the flow and I think, um, yeah, I think it will be fine, but just a bit more routine because sometimes I do have plans like big plans that take me a lot of time to, to complete because um, then I just put it off and, I'm making maybe a video or a photo while I want to write an ebook. let's say. Yeah. And to write an ebook, of course, I have to sit down and really do it. And um, then some routine would work.
1: Mm. And uh, I mean, because it's a quite uh, current current topic, did the corona pandemic influence your way one or another?
0: Mm. Well, it influenced my way, uh, I think, in a, in a good way. Because, uh, yeah, I used to work... Um, Quite some hours per week in a restaurant as a sommelier, mm-hmm. and then um, I launched Wine spice Grow in February, and then halfway March, all the restaurant closed, so I had no job and I had a lot of time, and I was like three, two, three months just in my house, mm-hmm. uh, making a lot of content, and that's also where I gained a lot of momentum. Uh, with my Spice Girl because obviously um, I had a lot of time so it did influence me in a, in a good way I think otherwise it would have taken maybe a bit longer because I didn't have that much time to put into it also I think the fact that the pandemic for everyone was quite scary and uh, intense times I really tried to uh, spread a lot of laughter and positivity I tried to make it really um yeah, I really went out of my way to make funny videos and funny things that make people laugh. um, Even though we were all locked in the house, you know, Mm -hmm. so I think um, it, yeah, it really worked well.
1: And if you compare um, maybe the restaurant and Wine Spice Girl, Mm -hmm. what what are the the different learnings that, that you got from it? Because I think a restaurant is maybe, even though you have to be quite reactive, like you can plan ahead a lot while social media, I think, can be very fast pacing with like different hashtags and yeah. dances and everything that you have. to yeah. Then just also follow to be in the in the algorithms and stuff like that. So what were the biggest uh, learnings from you from if you compare your two maybe biggest journeys?
0: Mm, I think, yeah, from the restaurant, really what you have, what I had to learn was um, yeah, just the commitment of, of showing up every day to a place, um, where you can, um, yeah, you, you can do, you can do good and you can help. And it's, it's nice to make people feel, uh, welcome and, um, you know, serve nice food and have nice people, but it's, it's a, it's a commitment. You have to be there always. You're always the face that people come for. So, um, and yeah, maybe it's not even, that much difference with now because maybe that's also the same thing um that this is also a commitment because I started Wine Spice Girl and um it's not like tomorrow I'm saying I'm, I'm not gonna do it anymore even the days where maybe I don't feel like it where I literally want to sit in my pajama the whole day maybe I have to make a video or I have to have content to post and have to be present always you always have to respond also to uh, messages that you get um comments that you get because you cannot take anyone for granted um taking the time to to commenting on your on your post and then just ignore them you know what i mean so it's i think it's a thing of just showing up which is the most important thing yeah and be <laughs> present <laughs> yeah
1: and um i think that is quite interesting is there anything that you do specifically because i think it's very remarkable to see what unbelievable or also unlimited drive you have (laughs) so Mm -hmm. from the moment that you that you stopped uh, studying you always try to do something new to Mm -hmm. reinvent yourself Mm -hmm. where's that drive coming from
0: that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) that's a really good question i think it's for me um i have the drive of um I don't know I think it's more the I want to live life on my own terms and my own terms are um, maybe a bit different than what other people want because I'm not looking for for stability uh, in, a, in a situation like on, in an office or in a house I'm not looking for um every day that is the same, I want adventure, I want to travel, I want a lot of freedom, I want to go to restaurants every day and uh, I want to drink champagne whenever I want to, I just want to have fun (laughs) and I think that's my biggest drive because by every time doing what I want first of all then I don't have to feel like I'm working Um, and second of all I also think it will bring me freedom at a certain point that I can work from wherever I want in the world and that i can yeah just really decide every day what i want to do and not have anyone tell me what i should or shouldn't do or that i can take a break to eat um a sandwich from 1 to one thirty, mm-hmm. you know because my colleagues have from 12 to
1: one o'clock you know like i i
0: I, I cannot i i I would die Yeah. like i would literally be unhappy so that's my drive yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: is there still something that you want to prove to yourself
0: yeah maybe maybe being able to really build like a giant cool business from scratch that's i would like to prove that to myself and i think I, i can do it so um yeah, I think that's what I'm doing now. Mm. Yeah, To prove it to yourself. Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah.
1: And um, if we would go back a couple of years, because we uh-huh. like already talked a little bit about your yeah. childhood, yeah. Um, what would your younger self not believe about you now?
0: Uh, I think my younger self would never believe that I would be um, putting myself out there that much. Because I used to be very shy which is really weird. Well, I'm still sh- i still shy in a sense, but I mean, as a child, I was uh, more shy. As in, if I had to speak in front of a lot of people, or yeah, you know how children can be shy, and some children are not shy. But um, yeah, I think if 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 now just I also speak up much more. I just I say everything that I think. Well, when I was younger. I might be afraid to speak up or when something wasn't my, um, uh, when something, I didn't like something, I wouldn't say it. Maybe I would just be like, okay, well, uh, I'll just ignore it. Well, now I'm also people that I don't like or that do something that I don't like. I will just go to them and just say, hey, listen, I don't like this or that. Or even in the supermarket, if someone does something that I don't like, I will just go out there and say it. So... Yeah, I think that's the biggest difference. Mm.
1: And and when did that change for you?
0: That's also, I think it changed very slowly, very slowly. I think from maybe somewhere halfway, my 20s, I started to be less shy. I think also a big part has to do that. At a certain point, I was, I think, 22 or 23, I started to dance salsa. And I took uh, salsa classes, and uh, I really liked to dance. So then, at a certain point, I joined the show team, and we went through the whole country to dance shows. And I remember my first before my first show, I was so terrified. I thought that it, like I was so scared. I had to be on the stage, and I, I really really I I couldn't. And then I did it, and I was like, oh, that was so cool. And then every time uh, we went on. On, like, on stage, um, it was easier and I felt really confident on stage and I was really dancing and really growing more into, into myself. And I think that also really helped to gain a lot of confidence, mm. the dancing.
1: I think that it's also a lot of people always search for advice and mm-hmm. uh, especially I think the whole social media bubble is very big and everyone wants to get started. What advice would you give a starting young person if they would want to have like a similar career to, mm-hmm. to yours?
0: Uh, I think the best advice is to um, really find out what your passion is. So um, not looking at anyone else, not be like, oh, that is fun. I also want to try that because I think the... The easiest way is to to keep it really, really close to your heart. So if you're really into uh, whatever, you can be into anything. um, Just uh, go after what it is that you really like. So for me, it was wine in the end, but it took me so long to discover because I was going travel or fashion or style or whatever, you know. And then it's just... People are not going to see, they're they're not going to follow you because if you don't even know what you stand for, the people are, maybe they'll be like, oh, that's nice, but they won't really appreciate it. You know what I mean? So I think that's the hardest part, finding out what you stand for and when you found it, then it's just perseverance and just doing it, Mm. sticking to what you promised yourself and do it every day. Uh, but if it's your passion, it will be also easy to do it every day because you like it. And yeah. then it won't feel like having to struggle or um, having to post every day or, oh shit, I have to do this and that. Then it will come more natural. Yeah. So I think that's the best advice.
1: And, and what do you think? In which channel can you grow the, the best or the fastest? Or is that also then dependent on the, the person?
0: Um, uh, I think it's... Uh, I think at the moment, TikTok is the easiest way to grow really fast. If you have a really strong uh, passion or niche that you can, can um, uh, work out and you have some nice videos and you do it every day, every day, multiple times a day at a certain point, um, the more specific you are, the, the faster you'll grow. Instagram it's still possible because I've, I've, I've done it myself, but it goes, usually it goes a bit slower. Um, and then I think YouTube is even slower, but I think if you have really good content, then you have to just stick to it, really do it every day really post a lot of videos and and keep going and then also it's it's definitely still possible
1: yeah i think the threshold for youtube is like feels a little bit higher because i think the youtube community always expects Mm -hmm. quite a high standard of video editing of the camera quality and those kind of things because you have like the examples of casey neistat or like all those vloggers and bloggers that have drones and all those that equipment while i think in with TikTok and Instagram it's sometimes a little bit more real it's enough if you have an iPhone camera it's easier to just
0: make a lot of content yeah for for YouTube you have to maybe film a whole day and then edit and it's a quite a high barrier but if you have a good if you have a good idea that doesn't exist uh, uh, yet and you really go for it then I'm sure you can make it That's actually with everything. I think that's the the hardest part, but also the most rewarding part that if you actually do it and you stick to it, uh, everything is possible. You just have to do it.
1: (laughs) What was for you the biggest surprise from being like a self-starter and the entrepreneur? What did you not expect to to see or to experience?
0: Mm. That's hard. I don't even know. What I didn't
1: expect, because it comes across that you <laughs> you talk so easily about it. Yeah, I did this uh-huh. and this and this, uh-huh. and it is actually very remarkable. But uh-huh. it's it's more like it comes very easy to you. Yeah, so I was wondering yeah, yeah. if there was something that you said like, oh wow, this uh, I did not expect, or this was a really surprise for me, or well, I what like...
0: the, what was a surprise for me? But that's now with wine spice girl the that it that it grew so fast that was really a surprise for me like I, I didn't expect it at all um I really didn't expect it so that was a big surprise um but looking back yeah I, I did show up every day like I did the work uh, I just didn't know that if you really did the work that it would really be rewarded mm. like that yeah. so uh, that was a surprise but for the rest, I don't know.
1: No no surprises. No. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so it uh, seems that you're like on the right way. Uh, and I think it goes hand in hand with the next question. Mm-hmm. Do you think everyone has a calling? Um,
0: that's, I'm a bit torn between, my answer is yes. I think everyone has a calling, but I don't think everyone has only one calling. So, um, I think you can have a certain calling at a certain time in your life, and maybe later another one. Uh, but I do think that everyone had, has their own way of, of contributing to, to the world, let's say. Um, yeah, so.
1: Do you think that Vine Spice Girl is uh, yours?
0: Um, at this moment in my life, yes, absolutely.
1: Or maybe in in general, just the industry, right? Yeah. I think
0: think absolutely this this idea of spicing up the wine world and shaking it up a little bit is my calling. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is my calling now. Um, I don't know if in 10 years it will still be the same or that maybe I've grown into something maybe a bit different or... um, but it's absolutely something that I I should be doing now and um some yeah something that has brought me also a lot of cool stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I'm pretty sure that it does. No matter what you do, I think you will be always very successful. So maybe uh, you get bored at one point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could again. be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then no, and I'll then probably
0: become like a coach or something. Exactly, <laughs> like a live coach. Yeah,
1: cool. Uh, I would like to round off the podcast uh, slowly. Yes. Uh, I found it uh, very very interesting. Uh, to get the insights not only from the wine industry, what you want to do, but also how seamless you just keep on innovating, like the content and uh-huh. h- how you how you manage to do that. I think that's uh, very remarkable. And also, it's uh, like happy happy birthday belated happy uh, birthday yeah, because yesterday you. was your yeah, birthday, that's right? True, yes. And uh, I think it's great to start in the in the new year with uh, with your first podcast. That's
0: true. This is my first podcast. <laughs> exactly.
1: And I think you did a very good job. Ah, uh, So you. I have uh, three final questions for you. So okay. the first question is. Mm. What are you not very good at right now? And you want to learn it?
0: Um, I think I'm not very good at the financial part of running a business. So, um, having all the, what's it? Like, like the an, receipts. Yeah, and like, like the, I all don't, the accounting. I, yeah, yeah, I need yeah. an accountant. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Or I need to learn because I literally, um, my mom always gets angry because I have these <clears throat> receipts, I just have them like a little ball like crumbled, yeah, like crumbled <laughs> yeah. in one in the same place yeah. at least i put them in the same place but then when i have to do like the taxes and stuff i have to get all these papers and open them and you cannot even read anymore and i use three different um bank accounts to pay with all the time and uh so it's it's just i i really i, I today i stood up i was like i have to learn the new year no. No, i have to learn <laughs> yeah. to to be more uh yeah, better at it. Yeah, yeah. amazing.
1: <laughs> uh, which uh, name would you give this chapter of your life?
0: Hmm. Yeah, I would name this chapter of my life. I think uh, fun.
1: Fun? Yeah. Okay, that's it. The, the,
0: the fun times. The fun yeah. times. Okay, that, yeah. that we, we take this one. The fun times are here. <laughs>
1: yeah. And uh, the last question is, um, if you could send an SMS or a WhatsApp to every mobile phone in this world, what would you say?
0: Oh my God. That's a great responsibility. I would say uh people to I would tell people to smile more.
1: Smile more? Yeah. Nice. I, I think. think
0: uh I think that solves a lot of problems because I can't solve anyone's problems but mm. at least that's something that maybe everyone could just No benefit from and it's also it's just one minute.
1: something that gets a little bit lost right now with like people like wearing the masks and those kind of things also. I, I find that uh, really really important of like mm-hmm. uh, when people smile to you yeah. and uh, you yeah. can you can see it and now yeah. it's always like okay yeah. well, so it's very hard to read sometimes the emotions of a, of yeah. a person that's true so uh, they can just uh, smile and everyone safely under the yes, mask so so s- smile under, smile under your mask maybe, <laughs> smile under, yeah, you know. maybe I should
0: write that to everyone <laughs> smile under <laughs> your mask <Yeah. laughs> we have to
1: yeah. cool India, thank you so much for being here.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. It was a lot of fun, really.
1: Thank you again for listening to the 301 podcast. And yeah, where should I start to summarize this episode? I think first of all, you should head over to the Instagram profile of India, which is called Wine Spice Girl, and check out her content. A lot of content creators want to create the internet memes, the current dances, the current trends that are out there on Instagram and apply it to their niche. And I think that India with Wine Spice Girl manages really, really perfectly to adapt all the current trends and developments in the internet to her wine industry. So if you want to know how it's done, head over to India's profile and get inspired. The other thing that really stood out for me in this conversation was the unlimited drive of India. Was it starting a restaurant, a travel or lifestyle blog, or now Wine Spice Girl, she always keeps going and never forgets to smile. So definitely head over to her profile, support her, follow her, give her a like or give her some comments. And on top of it all, you can learn how you can drink your glass of wine with style and impress your friends and family with some nice wine facts. As usual, I'm forever grateful that you are listening to those episodes. If you haven't done so, please also like and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And we are back with another episode next week. Until then, enjoy your glass of wine. Yours truly Marcus.